Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Crushing Depths, a D20 Modern Real Play Podcast. I'm Paul, the GM for this campaign, and showrunner for the LTM Gaming Podcast, which, should be noted, will very soon, within the next couple of months, I believe, be switching to a new campaign. That's possibly going to be Matt's Firefly slash Serenity campaign. It may be a slightly experimental campaign that Steve ran just for me, but I haven't decided yet what's going to go up next. Uh, we'll see, because we are still in the midst of playing Matt's Firefly campaign. So right now on the Crushing Depths, you'll get another recap as this is a new session for us. And so I'm not going to go into everything that happened last week. Listen to the recap, listen last week, whatever. This week on the podcast, though, marks, I think, the turning point into the final stages of this season of The Crushing Depths. There are things set in motion this episode that really have implications for the end of this season. This week on the podcast, Mouthpiece of the Gods. We hope you enjoy. Now, all you guys should be able to see is, like, the central corridor and a couple wings, right? I can't see wings. I just see me. There's, like, two triangly pointy, like, okay, there's the big altar with the purple thing in it. He's too busy watching Paul McCartney, and I don't get that joke. <laughs> you can't see the rest of the wings. Yeah. Uh, uh, God, good lord, is that bad! <laughs> It never ends. Did you get it, Paul? I got it, yes. Oh, why did you, like, digitally punch him then? <laughs> Wait, where where am I? You why are, is it just Sal and Courtney? Because you guys aren't there. It's oh, are you? Church. Are, are they going to have sex on the on that rug? Not if we don't shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you lit the candles. You're setting the mood. Well, you didn't well, have why candles. They're just... They're two porno mags. <laughs> there we are. TJ, everything looks like a penis to you. No, that's what everyone else's penis looks like, right? It's got wings on the side. <laughs> this has you... been TJ not understanding <laughs> biology. <laughs> right. Episode three. You, so so you guys... the teeth. Yes. It has wings on the side. My question is, what do you guys see? I, see I can now tell. see the entire corridor with the wings and I see Courtney and Sal in there and then to the right I can see uh, Vanessa and Russ in a like, little in a little box. box. Yeah, but they're, they're in the van somewhere, or the car. We need to get a van. We probably do. <laughs> do they still make 18 vans? Well, remember, you guys had multiple opportunities to steal one of those black vans from the... Right, because that was going to go over well. <laughs> We know that they had a low jack because we used to trace like, right. them. So. You could have disabled don't, it though. Right. Don't think it, then, don't think it didn't cross my mind, but <laughs> I figured we'd already destroyed enough vehicles so uh, far. Yeah. So, so yeah, this is where we ended last time. And <laughs> depending on so Matt, are you good for what, like two hours? 
I don't know. We'll see. It's we'll just go. I mean, the, if I start getting goofy or non-responsive, then maybe we should stop. <laughs> <laughs> so what if I start getting goofy or non-responsive? <laughs> well, that's just, that's just normal for you. Yeah, I was gonna say we call that gaming. Get <laughs> uh-huh. another moment where I just reflect on how amazing TJ's campaign is going to be. I know. I, so many I'm not concerned at all. <laughs> we're going to get encased in water like every three days. <laughs> we just play in game our campaign. You may also be attacked by cats. Meow. So you guys ready to start? Question: Did you draw this map, Paul? No. Oh, okay. As I was gonna say, I'm I'm moderately impressed. <laughs> yeah, where's the credit, huh? I stole it from. For a while, uh, Wizards of the Coast was doing like a map a month. Oh, sure. Yeah. Something, and I downloaded a bunch of those. I added the pews and the altar, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy that. Yes. Once again, Andrew. Do we actually want to start playing? We sure. Time? Sure. Yes. So. We're figuring out how to do this. Everyone type slash r d20. No, wait. Slash r space d20. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm not doing that right. (laughs) Yeah, except for the fact that... It clearly sounds like someone is using the first. <laughs> Steve, I'm a big asshole. <laughs> Steve, I'm a big asshole. <laughs> uh, so I got Steve, 20. Steve got 20. So the second. So you can do the recap. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no, 20 means I win, which means I don't have to. Okay. Wait, Russ also rolled a d20. I guess that yeah. means that TJ's the odd man out, so he does the recap. <laughs> <laughs> what, whatever you roll, TJ, will use some kind of testament. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you roll, oh, well, oh, oh, the highest goes. Oh, the lowest. No, well, the middle. <laughs> right. So, um... Last session started when we were in the uh, sealed or in the secluded room in the underground layer of the uh, Beholder people, the Balorites. Um, Sal had just finished looking at the thing and kind of hearing stuff, but not really getting the full context of it. Uh, that they wanted him to try and read for them. Uh, once he did, the, shortly after that happened, uh, Courtney called and basically warned Sal that his family was in danger from members of the, what's their group? Shining Dawn? What? Aren't, Aren't the Mind Flayers the Shining Dawn group? The Golden Dawn. Golden Dawn. All right. Uh, The Golden Dawn group. Um, Perhaps, I don't remember if she said that it was specifically the Mind Flayers or not the Mind Flayers or could have been anyone, but she just said concern about the family. She she referred to splintering along clan lines. Right. So I guess that would imply the Mind Flayers then. Yeah. 
which is weird because the mind flayers don't necessarily need me to help them communicate, but whatever. So Sal went into a murderous rage and started punching the door, almost trapping everybody inside. Um, Good times. <laughs> then I believe that while at one point Courtney called back, uh, Vanessa answered and sort of got Sal to settle down. I believe it was during this point that Vanessa managed to get the... Oh, no, it wasn't. Um, While, as the phone call was ending, uh, the Nazi lady with one eye came in um, and wanted to see what all the hubbub was about. And when that happened, wanted to know what Vanessa was cleaning her hand. Vanessa mentally was able to unlock the power of the... Uh, Rod, uh, which was talking to her, and by doing so, it turned into a staff, which then gained power over her, and she commanded the Balarites to ready the troops. They're going to war. Uh, you know, has a, stuff. Mm-hmm. a plus something staff of wanting to kill Russ. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like a mind flare. Um, it is impossible for her to be separated from it, whether by her own power or help from us. Um, it's not necessarily impossible. You guys just didn't do it. Okay. And it can be used as a surfboard. And it can be used as a silver surfer board. Um, so using this staff as a sign of power and leadership, she went out and managed to convince everyone that it's time to go to war and they should let us go and because it's not time for a trial. And so the overseer tree floated us up and we all, Russ tried to swim back for a gun but wasn't able to and uh, we got into one of the upper tunnels and then we crawled out. So we floated up and uh, got Back to our car outside the city after sort of wandering across the bluff. Um, we got in and basically like, I think we started driving right away and just Steve leaned his head out the window and was yelling like, yeah, come follow us. And then, uh, they came chasing after us on like our, or an ATVs and stuff. And, uh, but we, but Russ just went flying down the highway. Um, so, yes, we, that we told them that we were going to war, and we said we are going to the city, but we kind of left them in our dust, so maybe they're following us, but we don't know how. If they are, they're, they're way behind. Yeah. Right. Um, so, during the drive down, uh, first things first, we tried to, uh, call... Enzo and Carmela to be like, hey, listen, you need to get out. It's not safe. And Enzo kind of did, you know, crazy old man stuff. And to try and not frighten Carmela too much, um, we just said the house was being fumigated. <laughs> uh, tried calling Izzy, and she was starting to get drunk and didn't want to listen to anything that Sal had to say. So that was that. Um, 
I feel like there was one more important thing that we did while we were driving. I think that um, Vanessa had Los Mir tell the story of uh, Odin to her. Except that, right. well... Well, what you know, happened was, you, you requested it, but actually what happened was that was basically downloaded into her brain when the staff... Right, like up. a brief flash of his entire lifetime. So, yeah. but then Steve made Paul right. to lay the important bits back to us. Right. Um, so... Um, we eventually got to the farm first. No, we didn't. We went to town first. At first, we were going to go by crop squares, or Russ was going to go by crop squares, but Vanessa's like, hell no, we're not going there. <laughs> um, as we were entering the city, we got pulled over. Uh, Russ pulled over and with asking the officer, like, you know, what seems to be the problem? And he's like, you know, how fast you were going, blah, blah, blah. Vanessa used Mage Hand to put our car into gear, and we started rolling forward. Then she used um, the staff's ability to hold Beast, or Monster or whatever, to hold the police officer. And um, <laughs> basically stood for him and like, what, you want us to go? Are you sure? We're sorry we're going fast. Well, that's really great of you. Thanks. If you don't want us to leave, just do something now. All right. We'll see you later. <laughs> um, so uh, ta, ta, ta. Uh, so we ended up eventually tracking down Izzy because uh, Vanessa used her phone smarts to sort of triangulate where she was at. Uh, Russ went in and found her got her to come out and she's like yeah you go with me you be my plus one and uh sal when he saw her at the exit or entrance or whatever for the club got punched by her but then was like oh poor baby you look so drunk here let me take you uh so she ended up throwing up in the car and then passing out so we drove to the farm uh sal went and got his parents out of the house after almost getting shot by his dad. Um, <laughs> Good times. Threw all three of them into the Suburban. He ensured that they left the Witcher behind and oh. um, sent them down to Florida to go hide out for a few days and basically told them, like, if anyone approaches you and says that they know me, don't believe them unless I've told you that someone's coming to meet you. After we saw them off, I believe is when Courtney called again and said, you know, she wanted to see someone. I mean, that happened during the drive. I forget exactly what point it happened, but we basically went from the farm back into the city to meet her at a church. Um, in order to not kill everybody, Vanessa decided it probably wouldn't be a good idea if she went and was anywhere near Mind Flayer or Mind Flayer crossbreeds. So she and Russ stayed in the van, and Sal went into the church to talk to Courtney. And after Sal told her, like, you know, come by yourself, don't come with other people, 
uh, Sal agreed, like, okay, I'll go and talk to them. Where are they? And she said, oh, they're underneath us right now. And then Manzacorian said, we are coming. And I believe that was where we ended. Yep. Now he said it in your head, right? Yep. Yes. That's the only Just way they ever communicate. Well, hey, that's why I was clarifying. It's like, ooh, he spoke for once. No. And I believe that Sal and you guys are all connected via IQ. Oh, yeah. Yes, but that means that they wouldn't know anything about them right, right. coming or me t- talking to them. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to do was get a hit point update because you guys, I have your hit points listed at what there are at, in roll 20 above your heads. No, I can't see anybody else's. Nope. You should be able to see the little green bar, but not the actual um, the numbers. Not the actual number, yeah. I guess I could. Well, I don't think I can actually make you see the numbers. You'd have to be in control. How long was the drive? We ended up saying it was about four hours, right? It is like, I think it's like two in the morning right now. Maybe a little after that. Well, I'm more concerned with how, how many long did you reach since I last took damage. Oh, right. Um, yes. So it was... Was it at least four hours? It was longer the... than that. Uh, okay, that's all I needed to know. Okay. Because <laughs> it was eight o'clock when you guys were calling uh, Enzo from the Beholder place. And you're pinging yourself. <laughs> Probably not the first time. <laughs> Just you, beat, you beat me to it, man. <laughs> Just click one, CJ. Don't hold it down. Hold it down as a ping. All within the same context, it's all bad. Yeah. <laughs> man, I know that you never got past fifth grade, and so you stick around these things. <laughs> so are we good? Oh, we're good. On hit points? I've updated my hit points. Yeah, mine's what I have. Okay. So, Russ and Vanessa, what are you guys doing? I'm watching. But and I'm only half watching since I know she's watching Cell. I'm more watching around the van or no, the car. Well, how about this? I take that back. I say, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to turn mine off. I'll record it, but I'll, I'm going to turn off my audio and visual so I can't see or hear it because I don't know if Lostier is going to make me try to do something if he sees them, even. So. Okay. Do you want to? I'll walk. I'll look around. You be paying close attention to what's going on. And then I'll try to pay attention on the uh, key. On the what? The key. Oh. oh, oh. I thought they said Ikea. The Ikea? <gasps> so as, as you're sitting there, Sal, Karanzana uh, Manzikorian come from that right area and enter into the... Man, Karanzan's huge. He is a large creature. Yeah, but large creatures don't inherently fill up four spaces just because they're... Yeah, they do. Not... No. Ugh. There's large, long, and large, tall. Yeah. But long is just one by two, isn't it? Like a horse. I think it's five by ten. And large, tall is ten by ten. Anyway, 
Anyway, he's big. He, he works is, out. He is big. He has to duck to get through the doors to get into this area of the church. And he, uh, so they're both standing. How do, fit, how do you fit between that narrow space? It, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, he fits. Uh, I'm, I'm just giving you crap. That's fine. And they're, they're, those are stairs, so they're like sort of standing. He's towering over you at the moment. Uh, Courtney stands up. She was seated. I don't know. In like reverence? You know, like when, like when an officer comes into the room kind of a thing? Uh, no. She looks more wary than anything. Okay. And. As Karanzan approaches you, Sal, uh, you start to feel a little bit weird uh, because you know it's because he was messing with your brain. Uh, so I actually want you to roll a will save. Okay. Um, are we rolling our dice? You, no, in- you don't have to roll them. I, I don't care. Yeah, roll them. Okay. Dice. I don't. Frankly. Because TJ's, you know, dice are what he definitely should be using. Uh, nine. Okay. You are shaken. Not scared. Uh, no, 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 wait, I can actually... There you go. I'm shaken. You are minus two to attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and ability checks. It's a state of fear. Okay. And you are shaken because as he approaches, he's, you know, he's got this kind of mental connection with you where, you know, you're just kind of seeing flickers of your, you know, the past uh, encounters with him. All right. Uh, Manzacorian just kind of goes off to the side. Hold on. on. Can can you describe what the big purple rug is? Did you already? No, it's that's the altar. I'm uh, guessing that's that like sense. a drape over okay, the yeah. altar. So the 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 rug isn't on the floor; it's hanging off of something Correct. in the middle. Yeah, and it's, it's all made of stone. That's the pyramids on the wooden altar. No, I guess it would be stone. Yeah, it's pyramids. Just a, pyramids. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Those are the, the in a church the uh like bits of cloth that hang over the altar and. Uh, um, podium and uh, anything else. Name than awesome drapery. Right. <laughs> yeah. I go to a church the where lectern I wear, and where you know a t- my t-shirts like I wear everywhere else. So we're not fancy enough to even have those. Yeah. Um, that's just the image is not supposed to be like the purpose of at least for me. I don't know if TJ will do the same way. The purpose of having the map is to mostly provide a frame of reference. It's not intended to replace your imagination, so or replace any description I give. Uh, so, but like you haven't described that's that's part of the reason why. Okay, yeah, confused about what I'm seeing. Uh, the church is just a typical church. It is quite large and hey, like, typical like, old school church. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, and those the squares are pillars, the brown squares, uh, uh, the you know on either side. And above those, like basically from the edge of the church out to those pillars, there is a balcony uh, that goes all the way up past the altar 
just and it's the balcony on either side stops before it gets to that uh the far side of the altar square and there is a uh vaulted you know like a stadium seating choir loft that's above on the second floor that's above that square uh the it's mostly I, there, the, like for example the altar does not have lit candles on it uh the lighting in here is all it's basically street lights filtered through the stained glass windows. It's pretty dark in most of the corners. And, you know, you're just getting that weird yellowy light that's and filtered through different colors uh, to illuminate anything. Uh, the stairs down by the front doors lead up to those balconies that go overhead. Uh, there actually were other, like, Four, three other maps that go with this cathedral map, but I didn't bother putting them in because I didn't think we'd really need them. But anyway. Uh, Jesus, I... quick, run off to the left. Just so he needs the map. Um, <laughs> uh, The steps in front of you are just steps up to the altar area, which is slightly raised uh, versus the area with the pews. Uh, and same thing on the other side of the altar. The steps are down to another area of pews. Uh, Karanzan, so Manzikori is just standing off the side. He is very obviously in deference to Karanzan. And, uh, Karanzan looks at Sal directly and says, in your, in your head, Sal, it's wonderful to see you again. Uh, and this is, you, Sal, know this is very uncharacteristic of the way mind flares usually talk to you. You know, right. the, the way they talk. He's talking directly to you, addressing you as, as like another living thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you want to respond to that? He's like waiting for you to respond. <laughs> uh, I'm between being shaken by his presence and being incredibly confused by his opening comment, I'm just going to kind of look quizzically at him. Okay. <laughs> You're doing the dog who doesn't understand what he's seeing look. Ooh. Right. My my one ear is perked up. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> you clearly own a dog. <laughs> uh, he says to you, do you have a question? Are you confused? Yes. Yes. I am certainly confused. About what? Okay. I'm now going to try and speak out loud and talk to Karanzan simultaneously. Okay. Um, and snap. Meeple was getting <laughs> up. Funny. I wanted to stay laying down by me. Um... <laughs> Don't you have, like, a door to shut? I don't want to shut the door right now. Um, so lazy. The... Uh, so, I guess my opening question would be... Um, why... Why did you approach me in the jungle years ago? This this moment has been in preparation for some time. 
you were an appropriate candidate. We have moved beyond the need for this pathetic order. And he looks at uh, Courtney and his... Uh, by the way, Karanzan is like nine feet tall and his tentacles, two of them, basically almost reach down to the floor. Uh, he has super two super long ones and uh, they are gesticulating as well as his other ones. And he, as he looks at Courtney, they, you know, kind of snaps uh, in what Sal, you recognize through your connection as sort of like a dismissive gesture. It's like almost like he's spitting to the side. I recently had a vision. Ah, you know of the greatness to come. This is wonderful. What was, what is in the ocean? Our master. Master of all. Jimmy. Who was the child? The child? What child? There, in my vision, I stood, and TJ's asking, it was Karanzan, or did I just know it was an Ulithrid? You knew it, it was facing away from you. I said it was an Ulithrid that could be Karanzan, but it didn't necessarily have to be him. Okay. Um, I stood upon a shore looking out to sea, and Ulithrid stood to stood before me looking at the sea as well, but also there was a small child. Mm. Sometimes the visions are not perfect, especially with imperfect vessels, but it does not matter. You will serve. Why do you... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. You will serve. Why do you require a vessel? You are to be the mouthpiece of the gods, Sal. Sweet. TJ, if someone asks you if you're a god, <laughs> say yes. I think say you know what no, is. but I speak for one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're like really cool Millie Vanilli. You need to sing for a god. <laughs> Oh, speaking of pop culture old references, did you guys know that uh, half of Criss Cross is dead? I saw that. Yeah, Yeah, it's very sad. Now he's only hip or hop. I know. I really, really, really hope they buried him with his pants on backwards. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Um, I digress. Sal says... That is the song, I Missed the Hearse. I was about ready to say something while I was going to Well, why'd you hold back? Why now? Because DJ, DJ was starting. That has a little bit of dignity. And no, that's not He has something why. known as decorum, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to see if I could make a better <laughs> lyric. Sal asks, what do you know of Odin? Odin. Odin is dead. What do you know of... Do I know the name Kukulain? I'm trying to remember how much Vanessa told us. 
I don't think that you do. Okay. Because, in fact, I, I mean, as it stands, I don't think anyone rolled to see if they recognized who Kukulain was in those pictures. I told you guys sort of by accident last session because I thought I had told you the previous session. Um, but if anyone knows, it's only Vanessa. Okay. Because yeah. you didn't then, you didn't know any bullshit yet. Right. Um, Wait, you didn't know any what? Nerd stuff. Nerd stuff. Oh. What did what did you actually call it? We, we were trying to figure this out. What nerd crap? Are you talking about my knowledge? Yeah. Like like poppycock or codswallop, like something like yeah, something like that. It is fitting that the word cock would be used. Of course it is. Cell so cell continues. What is? What do you hope happens when your oh. It was rubbish, sorry. Okay, now it's rubbish, yes. yes. Um, what do you hope happens when your lord returns? He, his tentacles... This is His tentacles basically are part of his expressiveness. Like, for example, when you were describing the vision, uh, they were sort of interweaving frantically in an excited way that you, you recognize in an excited way. As you, you know, what will happen... As you say that, uh, his the smaller ones actually sort of raise up around his head into an almost like a, a, a halo around his head, and he raises his hands up and he says, "When our master returns, we will rule this world as it was meant to be." And that's that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Sal turns to Courtney and he says, things are much, much worse than you imagined. As you turn in the middle of your sentence, uh, his, let me see if I could actually, oops, I didn't want to grab him. Yeah, he can reach you. His long tentacle reaches out and the end of it turns your face back towards him. Like, it, it takes your chin and moves your face back towards him. And he says... Right. Cue the love music. <laughs> he said, No, that's, like, what the bad guy does, like, when he's convincing, like, his female captive, like, you will come to love me. Or... Yeah. This is this is the, the 80s teenage heartthrob, you know, kind of movie. <laughs> I'll never let you go. So, Sal, this is your first test. Shedding our old acquaintances. We're playing tentacles. Says kill <laughs> you. Kill her. Yes, master. Sal turns. Can I turn now? Yep. He lets go of you. Sal turns to Courtney, and he's like, "Fucking run!" <laughs> <laughs> but you you say that out loud, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now we can do one of these things. <laughs> I'm going to look back at Vanessa and say, holy shit, things are about to go down. Just to be clear, nothing was going on of any note outside? Nope. Okay. I'll add you guys in. I will immediately sink back in. Oh, but now you guys get to see, well, I guess you'd learn it anyway. Wow, Vanessa's on the, on the ball there. Good job, Steve. Wait, what are you unhappy with us learning? What? 
a turn order? Yeah. Am I, I unhappy? Why am I unhappy? You just sounded like, oh, you guys are going to see something you shouldn't see, or... No, no, yeah, well, you'd see their initiatives. Just It doesn't matter, because you would know when they would act anyway. It's not like yeah. seeing any other their stats or something. Well, and it's... And I think of, this is the one group I could say that you would never have exploitive metagaming. It just doesn't happen. Never or always? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, when... Paul's not, running my campaign as always, but the rest of the time. No, not to not to that kind of extent. Uh, wow, well, how do they have the same flex for you guys? No, I'm outside. Yeah. <laughs> how did Courtney get a zero? She didn't. I didn't put it in yet. <laughs> and I ordered it too quickly. I didn't realize she was so fat. <laughs> she's not fat. I know, but if she had it, she's, she's, totally, mad she's totally a cartoon anime. So by definition, she's super attractive and misproportioned. I don't think I find fourteen-year-old, you know, looking. <laughs> That's why she's next to sell. If I if I move this turn order thing around, does it move for you guys too? No, I can move mine independent. Okay. I move mine independently as well. What do I have to do with mine? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. He's just he's just curious if he moved it. Did it move on ours? Oh, like physically on the screen. Right. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like move the order. I'm like, nothing's right. happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so you actually you said out loud, "fucking run," correct? I thought it was two yes. separate words. <laughs> I think it was all one and word. It's a run-on sentence. Uh, so, actually, Karanzan's gonna take a step this way. Ping. And his tentacles reach out at Courtney. Mm. You should, t- Sal, you totally should just let her die. He actually, oh, he actually misses. And then, the pew explodes. <laughs> so he, his, his, his go, pew, oh, you know what I forgot <laughs> pew, to tell you guys? <laughs> Limited time offer, one session only. If you describe the action you're taking cinematically, I will grant you a plus one bonus to attack. What if we're not attacking? How, what, what you're, whatever action you're doing cinematically. Uh, so, so there's a plus on, one on your role. Yep. Okay. And you want me to be, you want me to be in this place like a John Wu movie? Exactly. Uh, and however, I res- I reserve the right to veto any attempt by saying no. That's too crappy. Mm. Well, <laughs> I will just assume that everything I say is in that category. <laughs> so anyway, so Karanzan basically just <laughs> took a big step to the side, and his one of his long tentacles. Yeah, he heard Sal say fucking run. One of his long tentacles whipped out and uh slapped at the air where Courtney was as she ducked. Uh Manzikorian jumps down the slight uh dip and also takes a swipe with one of his tentacles. And he also misses. Hey then. Courtney uh, has 
uh, by frame of reference, she is carrying a Mark III jackhammer shotgun. Fantastic. <laughs> and she is going to... Now, so far, they've made no attempt against Sal. Correct. And you need to let me know what my mental state is by jacking back in and instantly seeing... Okay, I'll, we'll do that once we get to your turn. I know. I just want to forewarn. Yeah. Uh, so she is going to attempt to backflip over the pew. Ooh. Which she does. So she's here. And then she's going to take a shot at Manzikorian. Oh, but she basically just takes up a chunk of masonry out of the wall. Well, this is turning into the Matrix. Sally, you're up. She did not do a good job of listening to what I said. <laughs> uh, you are... We just entered combat. You are... Oh, Sally's going to run. Uh, you can take a, another will save to try and shake off shaken. Oh. Okay, well, let me do that then before. This is a psionic. Oh, you don't have that. It doesn't matter. I gave up that ring. Yeah, okay. I have it. And this roll was even worse. Okay. So, as I was saying, (laughs) uh, if it's a a full move, I can move just my normal speed. If you just keep in mind, you are in a threatened space from Karanzan. He has reach. So 40 feet then? You can move much longer than 40 feet. Yeah, you can actually move four times. If you're just running, all out running, you can move four times your... But if you're trying to disengage, then pause to decide what that looks like. If you're just running away, you would invoke, theoretically invoke, if he wanted to attack you, an attack of opportunity from Karanzan. And you could run out the door. Uh, if you want to avoid invoking an attack of opportunity, then you could take a, I believe you could take a five foot step and then go 30 feet. Oh no, you have the boots. Well, so, yeah. I have the boots so I can go 40 feet, right? Yeah. Five foot step and then 40 feet. But the five-foot step doesn't take me out of his reach. Does not take you out of his reach. Gee, it's almost like Paul planned that. (laughs) I... Okay, so I'm going to start my movement. So before I move, I... I'm guessing that you would make your attack, because if you successfully attack me, I don't move. Not necessarily. Unless he grapples with you or something. He could just kick your ass on the way out. Or he could let me go. Yeah, he may not do anything. I'm his friend. Yeah. Uh, Your your shoes don't actually, they don't add 10 feet. They actually double your speed. Okay, then I was looking at the wrong thing. They are in the modern book. So instead of 30, it's 60. And they give you plus 10 on jump checks. That I had. That's assuming Sal just walks around in the boots all the time. He does right now. <laughs> they are made for walking. 
What, putting music on? Mood music? There's a jukebox in the Roll20 thing. Creepy night. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> TJ doesn't bode well. Punk <laughs> just constantly play the Red Dwarf theme. TJ, what are you doing? Well, I said I was moving. And then running? Are you just turning and running? Do you I, move your character where you want it to go first? Are you moving up somewhere? Oh, I should be moved now. Okay. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. Are you just moving? So you're going to invoke an attack of opportunity. Yeah, I'm I'm running out okay. the door, which is okay. what I told Courtney to do. Then Karanzan is going to use one of his giant tentacles and try and grab you. Uh, your AC is what? Uh, 22. Uh, well, I probably don't have my shield up yet, so it's 21. 21. So he hits you. As you turn to run away, we'll say you get to here. And his tentacle reaches out, and he attempts to start a grapple. Uh, but just from the force of his tentacle, you actually take... Ten points of damage. And he has you wrapped... It basically got his tentacle wrapped around your waist. Oh, wow. Uh, so we can do like this. There you go. Uh, so, grapple. We've been doing this a lot lately. I know. Go ahead and roll a grapple check, TJ. Oh, you failed. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he rolled a natural <laughs> 20. So it, you roll, if you roll a natural 20, then... No, he still loses, because I guarantee you Karanzan's bonus is better. That's true. Especially since I have a negative one, because I'm shaken. What? Negative two. Negative two. You're definitely not bad. <laughs> yeah. So it keeps getting better and better. <laughs> uh, you can, I mean... You could still roll, I guess. I, don't know. I rolled a 15, which does not be a natural 20. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, you are grabbed and not moving. But I'm here then? I said you got this far. As soon as you started, you oh, basically turned uh, to run away from him. And he, he, yes, that's a pain. I... You moved it just as I had clicked. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still your turn. Like, you you did a move action, and he reached out and grabbed you and prevented you from moving further. All right, so that means I get a partial attack or a full attack? If I you, move first. You do not get a full attack. You get a standard action. All right. Ignite. Flaming knuckles and attack. Okay. What are you attacking exactly? His tentacle. Okay. Which is going to be harder than attacking him. You can't reach. Fuck him. yeah! I just rolled a natural twenty. All right. Yeah. Let's see, I, let's see if I critical with my brass knuckles, and therefore obliterate his tentacle. <laughs> so, does a twenty? Seven hit. Yes. Uh, so then I critical. You 
you also realize as you're, you know, Hulk smashing in rage, which apparently you didn't want that plus one for this attack, but... Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't going to do an awesome description. TJ was it shaking going also. To be a critical. <laughs> you, can, you can describe what you're attempting to do, because, uh, yes, you would want to do that before you rolled. Uh, want to rip out his tentacle and shove it down his throat. <laughs> but as you, basically as you chop down on his tentacle with your glove, you also realize that there's some sort of invisible force around him, but you shatter right through it. So. Okay. But he was um, obviously protected by some type of force field. But go ahead and roll your damage. So, I believe that's 2 die 8 plus 22 plus 1 die 6. Okay. Right, because the fire damage isn't doubled. The fire damage is not doubled. You double your the dice you roll, and you double your whatever bonus you oh, get. Oh, just like your plus well, ridiculous. It's not plus eleven because it's just it's double my strength. It's bonus. plus twenty two. Oh, no, it's okay. Your that's what damage. I said. Yeah, it's two die eight plus twenty two plus die six. Yes, correct. Right. Okay. Sorry. I wasn't um, looking at your sheet. So I will, 22 plus for 8 is 30, plus 1 is 31, uh, 31 physical and 6 fire. So oh, here's what happens. Uh, Sal <laughs> turns to run, and Karanzan grabs him with the tentacle. Sal responds by immediately throwing his arm up in the air, and as soon as it reaches the apex, he flicks back his wrist so that his entire arm gets engulfed in flame and uh, the room lightens up around him in the darkness and uh, the slimy tentacle reflects light back into Karanzan's face and you can see his face turning as he realizes that the hand is not going to stop at the force field surrounding him and continues through and basically Sal punches halfway into... I'm imagining this is a fairly thick part you, of his tentacle. You shear off his tentacle. The tentacle oh, that's grabbing right. you. And he screams and in rage and pain, like, in your brain, and audibly... Wait, he's a crow? Rears back. <laughs> exactly. They're related. Crows and squids, same thing. Right. And now it's Russ's turn. All right, um, I'm but, starting... you know what, though? It was probably cauterized. So that's probably... <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, really, he's probably doing him a favor. And now it smells like a Long John Silver's in there. <laughs> delicious, delicious calamari. <laughs> uh, I start... Uh, oh, whatever I have to... still move the... around on the floor? What? Does the tentacle still move around on the floor? No. Oh. There is a spurt of black blood, though. Sorry, continue. I, didn't mean uh, I guess I want to minimize or, like, make whatever the uh, video feed from Sal uh, transparent or something so I can start looking out for myself. Mm-hmm. And I want to uh, ask him, Sal, do you want us in or do you want us, are you coming out? You got one gonna, word, Sal. And I'm going to start the car up and I'm going to start heading for the door of the church anyway for okay. either way. So. so we'll say you guys are... There's your car. Okay? You're down by the door. Um, oh, okay, I see us now. Can I respond now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sal 
says in. Okay. I assume that's all I can do. Yeah. And now it's Vanessa's turn. With breasts. And, um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you. I was wanting to tell you what the, the what Losnier said as soon as he realized what you were looking at. But apparently, you're just looking at your breasts. So no, <laughs> you said that we need to describe our actions. Every single one of mine is going to start with breasts. <laughs> Steve, as long as you start on that way, you will receive a plus one every <laughs> single time. <laughs> uh, no, but... I forget how much of a boob stick you are. <laughs> uh, Losnir, once you turn your feedback on and you see uh, through Sal's eyes and see Karan's on a men's Korean, Losnir goes crazy and is... We're gonna actually require you to roll another will save to retain control of, you know, what you're doing and stuff. Uh, 27. Okay. You are still in control, but you do, I mean, you feel the undercurrent of just rage and just, you know, wanting to get in there and wreak some havoc. I'm not really gonna fight it. I wanna go and, I just heard Sal say he wanted us in, so I'm, if I if I haven't if I if struggling to keep composure against the <laughs> breathing as you breathe in and out rapidly, <laughs> I will. I'm gonna get in as, as far into the church as possible. Okay, when I'm I put you guys where you are. Imagine that Russ is basically just driving up on the lawn, and you know the car is sort of stacked halfway up the steps. Like you know the, the front right wheel is up the steps a little bit there. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, okay. Vanessa, you can get out and run in if you'd like, and you could make it, you know, the 30 feet. Can you see this? Right. Well, how do I do? I can't do that, can I? It's the harmonica. The comb. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. I want to just I want to just get into the church. Okay. So I'm going to get to here. Okay. And I'm going to intentionally... Like, I'm going to, in, I'm going to say mentally, Losnir, I will give you control, but I want it back when I want it back. Excellent. Okay. So then I, I will intentionally let go. All right. Uh, again, the, the spear is slightly glowing silver. And for anyone who was happened to be watching, Vanessa's eyes fill up as with, like, liquid mercury. Um, and they're shining, and let's see, what would Losnir do? I'm pretty sure he'd slide through the air and kill things. Is this like what would Brian Boitano do? Mm. If he were here right now? He'd probably kick an ass or two. He's dead? That's what Brian Boitano would do. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Uh, so... He's going to, uh, let me just see here how, what the range is on this. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> now, technically, my turn is over before you. You just moved. Oh, it's true. 
What, what, who's measuring that? <laughs> Matt? Uh, so he, you, you feel yourself pointing the staff directly at Karanzan, and a bolt of lightning rips out of the end of it at Karanzan. Uh, unfortunately, Sal also happens to be in the path of the lightning. But I, the staff, aim high. the staff aim doesn't high. really care. Well, it's <laughs> nine feet tall. I mean, if he's aiming yeah. at it. So we'll give, uh, Sal a plus two bonus, circumstance bonus on his reflex save. Which will so it'll just be enough to counteract my shaken. Exactly. It is a let's see. So go ahead and roll your reflex save, Sal. That is never the sound you want to hear from the DM. Fifteen. Yeah, that's not good enough. Yeah. Uh, On the on the so. Bonus, uh, the lightning also strikes Karanzan squarely in the chest. And there you go, Sal. Sal took 16 points of electrical damage from okay, the SL. Uh, no. <laughs> and um, I already adjusted your hit points, Sal. How much, how like many charges? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, TJ. Oh, no, no, no. That took one charge, that. Steve. So, I have a number written after mine. But you have 50. Was, no, right. I, ha- I originally had 50, but I used the whole monster. Right. And that, was, that was two charges, so you should be at 47. We're starting from when you gain control, not when all the... And, and honestly, if we use... You use that in more of an attack capacity. If you use these stuff and it's more, yeah. uh, like... You know, the levitate stuff when you were getting it and it's, you know, it's more in, not in an initiative order or anything like that, then I probably won't make you burn a charge. Okay. But, uh, well, it'll be a case by case basis. Yeah, you're at 47 now. Okay. Uh, right now, keep in mind too, Steve, Vanessa is at plus two luck bonus to both AC and saves because you are trying to kill Illithids. I did not write down what everything that Losnir does. Okay. So I apologize. Uh, Losnir is a plus two staff of power. You have 47 charges. It can cast Magic Missile for one charge, Ray of Enfeeblement for one charge, Levitate for one charge, Globe of Invulnerability for two charges, Cone of Cold for two charges, Lightning Bolt at fifth level for one charge, Hold Monster for two, Wall of Force for two, and when you're trying to slay illipids, you get a plus two luck bonus to AC and saves. It's also an artifact. An intelligent item. Wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so, Vanessa's turn is over. It is Karanzan's turn. <laughs> How's he looking? He's looking pissed and really hurt. Good. So let's see. So the shaking give you, uh, not, it's not a dis, no, okay. You didn't receive a penalty to your AC at all. Uh, so Carranza is going to swipe at you. Uh, luckily, you severed his tentacle, so he can't do two swipes. Also, I feel like it would make him off balance. <laughs> Don't push your luck. Oh, uh, 27 hits you. So his tentacle reaches out. Looks like he's trying to trip you up. It goes for your ankles. 
Uh, but you only take four points of damage from it. Sweep the legs, Danny. He does try and grab you again, however. Go ahead and roll your grapple check. Ooh, you have a much better chance of winning this one. You get your base attack bonus and your strength modifier. And a d20. 14. He actually doesn't grapple you. So there you go. Now it is... Why is Sal almost dead? What happened there? <laughs> you hit me I put for four ten. and I meant to put minus four. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> See, just type in the new number. Yeah. And PJ's pinging again. Okay, Manzacorian moves to here. And now look who's pinging, jerk. I guess if you just hold, like I held on to move him, it pinged. I don't know. Was it fast enough? And it's showing he, that something's happening. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Every, my spider. Everyone can watch. Uh. And he's going to take a swipe at Courtney again. Oh, he definitely hits her. So he reaches out with his tentacles. He's also trying to attach a tentacle. Why doesn't Courtney have hit points? Uh, and he actually latches on to Courtney with one of his tentacles, like around her head. And Courtney goes. She's going to attempt to shoot Manzacorian, uh, which means that he will invoke, he will get an attack of opportunity, which misses. Uh, she basically, the, the tentacle around her head has thrown her soft balance. She just takes a chunk out of the pew in front of her as she wildly tries to re- to lift her shotgun back into a suitable firing position and completely misses him. Uh, she manages to hold on to her Shotgun as it clangs off of the pew. Uh, Sal, you're up. Sal is going to... So, one of Kronzon's tentacles is right in front of me. On the ground, yes. Not the one that I already saw. I'm talking about the one that just whipped at me. It whipped at you and tried to grab you, and it hit and damaged you, but didn't grab you. So it's just flailing around in front of him. Uh, you will not be able to attack Karanza unless you move forward. Right, that's what I was trying to get at. Um, All right. Um... I am going to attack him because I'm stupid. Oh, you're going to move up? I was really angry and I don't like him. Um, can I move into a square that he's already at? Like there, like I'm underneath him? No. I, so I have to move to the stairs, basically. Yep. All right. Um... And since I moved, that means I only can get one attack, not two. Right. You, you need to, do not get your full attack. Fortunately, since you're just moving from one of his threatened squares to the other, he does not get an attack opportunity. So the five-foot okay. movement counted? Uh, yes. Well, I guess if you're only moving five feet, then you do still get your full attack, don't you? Yep. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's it's right. Huzzah! Okay. I don't have it. First attack. Does a uh, twenty-three hit? It does. <laughs> Second attack. Does a. I'm guessing a sixteen does not. No. Okay. So what is Sal doing? So, um, Sal, from his square that he was in where he's just in front of the stairs, crouches down and then uses his boots to leap high up into the air and basically gets to about upper chest head or head level where he does like a kick kick punch combo. <laughs> nice. Uh and then ends up landing like pushes like the the assault on Karanzan pushes him just far enough back so that rather than landing on top of him, he lands on the stairs. So that's how I moved closer mm-hmm. and still, you know, did my attack. So let's see. That is 15 physical damage, 3 fire. Okay. He's looking quite displeased with you. <laughs> I'm not too happy with him either. Russ, you're up. Uh, one quick question. Mm-hmm. Which I think I know the answer to. Russ doesn't know uh, about Losner's feelings about him. I uh, know. I don't think so. I don't think that's been shared. Okay. Yeah, I just keep telling him to shut up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I just, I just want to make sure that yeah, that that's that, that something that you didn't like explain what was going on. Like, oh yeah, yeah. he's okay. So then I have no problems running in there then, <laughs> alongside Vanessa. And, yeah. Let's see here. How far? All right. So I'm in the car. Are you make me take a step? No, you can. Just, you could totally tumble out the other side. Are you, okay, you're okay with me doing something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you can, yeah, you can move through. And that's it. Okay. Totally faster. <laughs> right in the light right. fire. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so the next lightning bolt he rips off, we'll be able to catch Russ out and Carranza. Okay, it won't matter, so though. Russ actually has a decent reflex. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't hit me anyway. Although uh, Losnir might decide to hit me instead. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to take this path. Uh, Russ had the uh, M16 in his lap and his uh, pistols strapped to his side while we were on kind of stakeout. Mm-hmm. He's going to kind of push and roll forward across where Vanessa was sitting, out the open door, up the stairs, through the door that still hasn't closed yet, runs and slides underneath Vanessa, and is going to take cover... I move myself uh, behind the pew. Nothing but net. You have to change back to the select the arrow thing. In oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go through and take cover behind that pew as I bring my M16 up. Okay. And do a burst fire at Karanzan. All right. Good Lord. And now I have to see what range it is. And it's within 80, so it's still short range. Awesome. Sweet. 80 feet is short range for you? Oh, not for your point blank shot. Not for the pistol. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't don't get those bonuses. (laughs) But that's not what this is about. Right. 
so if I, I fire a three-round burst, and this is a... Oh, come on. I roll a three. What a waste. Yeah, it's not going to hit. Well, what's I your total? Like a, it's going to be like an eight. Oh, okay. Then yeah. no. Okay. Uh, so you, you, like, it, but it totally looked cool. Yep. <laughs> you have cover. You're just laying down cover fire, Matt. That yeah. was always your intent. Yes. <laughs> just to distract with gunfire. Uh, so you're, you have, let me see. I get an extra plus two. Yeah. Above whatever. Not that anyone's attacking you, but. Yeah. There are different levels of cover, though. I wasn't, I was going to say this was like quarter cover or something, not. Because you're just on the side of it. Yeah, I'm just on the side of it. That's fine. So, Russ is done. Vanessa, your turn. I'm going to wrestle my way back in because he just fried Sal. Okay. (laughs) So it's like, or if, like, he can hear me, I'm like, I'm going to take over if you try to hurt my friends. Okay. That's fine. You already, I mean, you have control. You just allowed him to do something. So I'm not going to make you roll again for that. Okay. So you can go ahead and do whatever you want. I think what he did last time was fairly effective. So, well, I will use the staff and move forward as far as I can. You said one of them was Globe of Invulnerability? Mm-hmm. I'll do that. So that takes two charges. So go ahead and mark it off. So an immobile, faintly shimmering magical sphere surrounds you. Uh, it excludes all spell effects of third level or lower. Now, I don't know if that includes psionic, but I'm kind of yeah, going on the assumption that this is a anti-illithid weapon. Yep. It does exclude spellic abilities or spellic... Uh, any spell can be cast through or out of the magical globe. You, this is... You, actually, you have... It's not a lesser, so it also excludes fourth level spell. So... Russ, you're crouching behind that, and you see Vanessa just sort of stride past you with this glowing sphere around her. <laughs> Anything else, Fantastic. Vanessa? Do you want to talk at all? Uh, no. Okay. Karan. Well, I'll say, I'll say, Sal, move to the right. How about that. Okay. Uh, Karanzan. Sucks. <laughs> he looks directly at Sal and says, into Sal's mind, you've made a mistake this day. And the air in front of Sal sort of turns and bends in a weird way. And Karanzan pops out of existence. Oh, so he's dead. Good. <laughs> he's obviously afraid of the bullets I threw at him. Because I think throwing them would have been about as effective as, as your shots were. See, I, I scared him. He was afraid he's going to lose another tentacle. His tentacle is still on the floor under Sal. I think you should totally have it stuffed and put above your mantle. On the farm, anyway. But Manzikorian's like, hey, why not me? Uh, Manzikorian looks around. (laughs) 
he's still got a tentacle attached to Courtney. Uh, let me see if he can. Oh, that's nice. Uh, he does the same thing. And both what? he and Courtney pop out of existence. Lousy railroading Paul. We could have killed the final boss. That's not Cthulhu. Right now. You guys almost <laughs> did kill Karanzan, actually. Uh, probably one more hit from Sal and he would be dead. Which, this was supposed to be an extremely difficult encounter. And the fact that Sal critical and, and he took off like almost half of his hit points in one shot. Yeah, Illithids <laughs> aren't well known for lots of hit points. Yeah, he doesn't have a great XP either. They're uh, supposed to be really good with their abilities. I'm, I'm sorry I missed. He, yeah, that's uh, true. Paul would have just given him one more so he could teleport away. No, if you guys, I don't, I don't want. I mean, if it got to his turn and he got a chance to get away, he would totally do that. Once he got like that, already, you know, that was his behavior prior to combat. But uh, I would have let you if you killed him legitimately and he didn't have a chance to act. That would be fine too. Uh, just like, just like Dell, Courtney as. It, whoops, did I just... Do you guys see that paint? That's where I moved the characters up to. <laughs> I didn't see anything. Oh, okay. Mine's uh, not far enough. Uh, and at, Courtney screams at help as she, you know, as she's bent through this shifting door. And I instantly communicate with Losmere. How do I, how do I track them? That Losmere is you know, the equivalent of mentally frothing at the mouth. Yeah, well, they're uh, gone now. So He says to you, I cannot track them. You must track them. Oh, good, good. This is probably why you're dead in a sphere. <laughs> oh, you are no Odin. And we'll leave it right there for this week. Thanks for listening to the LTM Gaming Podcast. You can find us online at ltmgaming.com, on Twitter at ltmgaming, or reach us via email at podcast at ltmgaming.com. We love to hear your thoughts and questions. As always, we do appreciate any five-star ratings you'd like to leave on iTunes. Tune in next week for the next installment of The Crushing Depths.